Hello, hello, and welcome to The Mental Matchup, a podcast where we hope to shed light on one of the hardest competitions an athlete will ever face, the matchup against their own mind. I'm Kat, and in today's episode of The Mental Matchup, Skylar and I speak with Katie Kesma. Katie is currently a freshman at a community college in Warrington, Virginia, and will be attending Chatham University in Pittsburgh, PA in the fall of 2023 to play soccer. Throughout the episode, Katie talks about her recruiting experience and process and how she struggled throughout. She also touches on how she came to the decision to step away from soccer and take time for herself to work through and work through kind of like what she was struggling with and prioritize her mental health. I think there are so many really important things that Katie touches on throughout the episode. Um, I love her honesty and her vulnerability and I think it's really challenging to kind of put yourself first, especially when you feel like, you know, a lot of people are like looking up to you or relying on you. And I think Katie in this episode really illustrates how like she was able to kind of take a step back and say like, whoa, 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 this isn't or is for me. And like, this is why I should be doing it. And yeah, I think it's amazing. So with that, let's get right to it. Katie, thank you so much for coming on The Mental Matchup. We are beyond excited to have you on and talk about your story and kind of what what you've experienced to date. Um, Before we dive into that, can you give the audience a little bit of information, detail about who you are, where you are, and what you do? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Uh, my name is Katie Kesma. I'm 18 years old. Um, I'm from Wharton, Virginia, and I actually went to Kettle Run High School, so I went to Morgan's High School. Um, right now, I'm finishing up my first year of community college, which was not originally the plan, but that's where I am right now. Um, and yeah, I just just hang around Warrington all day. You know, there's not really much to do, but I do it what I can. So yeah. Awesome. Um so let's like go back to younger Katie growing up. What was your experience like with sports and your community? And how did you ultimately kind of like find your sport? Yeah, so I, I played soccer since I was in kindergarten. And that was the only sport I ever played. I don't know how I got into it. I don't have like a cute story of like how I got into it. My mom just signed me up and I just played with some girls from my school um, but yeah, I only ever played soccer and then I was like rec up until like fifth or sixth grade. And then once I got there, I started travel. Um, I did run cross country in middle school to like get in shape for soccer. And they're like the worst three years of my life. Like I hated running cross country. It worked. It paid off, but I hated it. And then my freshman and sophomore year, I played basketball for my high school, which I was not very good at. But my like the coach there was like, oh, you're an athlete. Like, why don't you play? And I quickly realized like it's not my sport. I mean, it was fun, I guess, but I didn't play after that. But yeah, so soccer is always my main thing. Um, I like thrive off of a- a- athletic validation. So like I always put my heart and soul into soccer over school, like all the time. Like I could like not study and get like B's and be fine with it. So yeah, I always just played soccer up until, well, I guess I'm still playing soccer. But yeah, like soccer, that's just how I got into soccer. It was from 
ever since I was little, I just never stopped. So. Um, I think that like, um, most people don't admit to that, you know, like I like soccer is everything and I'm happy to get bees, right? Like our society, I feel like doesn't encourage that mentality. <laughs> Have you run into like, do you run into problems with your parents or teachers as you were growing up? And you're like, no, no, no like this is, this is where I find value. Like, um, back? I can't remember my parents like ne have never pushed grades on I have an older sister and a younger brother and they've like never really pushed grades on us my parents were both teachers so like they understand like and my dad was also an athlete growing up so he was always way into sports more than he was a school and it was I was like glad that I could not study and do that and like put more time into soccer um I mean my senior year I like my grades fell off like tremendously and so like my GPA, my senior year was probably the worst it's ever been just because I was like, senioritis got the best of me, I'll admit it. COVID, like being able to be at home and do my homework and like not have to put any effort into it because COVID was my junior year of high school. So I got out like the hardest year of high school, I got to be home. Um, so I never, they never like pressured me really. I mean, like they'd be like, Katie, like you got an F on this test, like do better. But they were never like, you need to take APs, you need to be in honors classes. Like I just kind of cruised with my, like 3.0 GPA. Um, so yeah, so they never really cared. And they've never been the type to be like, Katie, like you need to stop playing soccer and focus more on school, just because it was more like a balancing and they knew like my source of like, happiness came from soccer. And so they never like pressured either soccer or like school on me. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think that's really cool. I don't know if their parents will listen to this and be like, <laughs> Oh goodness! I hope my kids don't hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people get so close-minded and like focused on one thing, and I love that your parents are teachers too. That makes it even yeah. better because, yeah, I'm just like a believer that our school system is a little bit flat, right? It, it yeah. caters to a certain kind of intelligence, quote unquote, and there are so many other forms of value, intelligence, in this world. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that's cool. Um, hmm personal tangent <laughs> um so yeah I I think one question we tend to ask at this point is like when you were younger were there discussions about mental health in your household and um was there like one moment that you remember like experiencing a mental health challenge um I mean, now that like I'm in therapy now and like realize that I have anxiety, like everything makes sense. But like growing up, I never like I used to get stomach aches so bad before school because I'd be so anxious to like go to school. And like we never knew what the cause of it was. Um, and so like every morning I remember telling my mom like, oh, mom, I'm sick. Like, mom, I'm sick. And she'd be like, no, like you just like we just didn't know. Like it just wasn't a thing. And I don't think until like Morgan's message became a thing because like I'm in her hometown now it's such a big thing and like Kettle Run does such a good job with it and all of like the neighboring schools do such a good job with it but not until like my senior year is when everything kind of like hit and I was like well maybe this is like anxiety because I do remember my senior year um and we'll get into this later but I had just come off like it was like I was like three weeks post-op of my knee surgery and I remember I missed a whole week of school and we went to the doctor and and it's like now it makes sense like when my mental illness, like my mental health kind of turned into like affecting my physical health I was like okay like that that's when it becomes something and I just had like this stomach ache like a rock in my stomach didn't eat just like laid in bed for like a week missed a whole week of school 
And then like now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was like definitely anxiety. And like maybe if I had just gone to school like one day and just been like, see, I can get through school, I'd be fine. But now looking back, that was probably the biggest moment of that affected like my youth I guess you could say I'm not really out of my youth because I was only like a year ago but yeah I would say like that was probably the biggest missing a whole week of school looking back and realizing like I wasn't sick and the doctor was like there's nothing wrong with you and I was like this can't be like I feel so like dead right now like how am I not sick and they're like yeah it's like we can't figure out what it was so I would say that was probably the biggest thing is it do you find it like reassuring now that you kind of know like why you were having those symptoms and have you been able to kind of build a toolbox to support yourself whenever you do start to like feel however anxiety manifests in you um it sounds like some of it may be stomach aches but like I don't know how do you feel now that you kind of have like uncovered that it makes so much sense. Like ever since I was little, like it makes so much sense. Like why I would always get stomach aches all the time and like nothing would come out of it. Um, it's like reassuring now, but it's also like, man, like I wish I had known. Like that would have made me feel better like six months ago to know that. Um, especially like senior year. I feel like senior year that like really took a toll on me. Um, but yeah, now my therapist is great. I love my therapist. I just started seeing her in August, like when my whole entire college experience started to go um out the window but so yeah she's like awesome she gives me so many great tools and like the most recent thing that she's done that's helped me so much is like like I've tried breathing exercises and I just can't like when I get so worked up it like just I just can't calm down from like breathing exercises so she gave me this new one and she said like to name your anxiety and then tell it to like basically like f off or like be like so, like I named my Barb so like if I'm like going somewhere I'm like Barb like stop or like I'll like scream like f off Barb and it works so well because I'm like vocalizing it and like putting it out to the world other than just like if I'm sitting there breathing like I'm still like in my head like it doesn't help me get the thought out of my head but yeah that's the biggest thing I do is I like tell I like name like name your anxiety and then tell it to get out like it's the best thing ever I love it f <laughs> off Barb um <laughs> I've like tried naming my anxiety in the past, um, but I don't think I've ever actually like said things out loud about it. I yeah, think I it helps. It. Yeah, it helps so much to like vocalize it because then I'm like, it, I'm not just in here. Like it's it's out here now. It feel it like helps so much. It's like a release. Okay, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna try that. Um, yeah. I love the little like sneak peeks we've been like hinting yeah. at for the audience <laughs> of like more to come. So yeah, I want to get into kind of your journey to collegiate soccer and like what did that look like in terms of your recruiting process and ultimately like how did you decide you wanted to play soccer at the next level beyond high school yeah so COVID hit my sophomore year so I was spring of 2020 is when I was a sophomore and at the time like, I didn't know, like, there's these many rules to the NCAA where, like, you couldn't talk to coaches until a certain time. I had no clue. So COVID had just hit March 13th is when I got out of school. And so I was like, hmm, I'm bored. Like, what should I do? So I was like, making a highlight tape, like, that would be cool. And like, emailing to coaches, like, that's so cool. And I kind of like soccer was like, always, it's always been my thing. So I like, kind of always knew. But then like, when when I like started to hit was like sophomore and junior year. So like, oh, like, this is something I really want to do. Like, I'm good at it. Like, I put all my effort into it. Like, let's, like, make it go somewhere. 
So I remember sitting at home and like putting together my YouTube videos and like I was annoying the heck out of my cup coach. I was like, does this video do like, does this look good? Does this look good? Um, and then I started picking out schools because I was just at home all the time. Like I had nothing to do. Um, and so I always knew I wanted to move to Pittsburgh. My dad's side of the family is from Pittsburgh and my goal is to be an athletic trainer for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I was like, let me look at schools in Pittsburgh. Like that's what I want to do. So my my thing my like list was already pretty narrow down to schools because Pittsburgh I mean there's like I like was going like maybe a two hour radius outside of Pittsburgh at the most um and then I was looking at like what schools have exercise science because that's like the undergrad for it um and then obviously money is like a factor like financial like both my parents are teachers <laughs> no we're not we can't just like afford and there's two other kids in the house so my list was already pretty narrow so then I like started looking at all these schools and just started emailing like as soon as I don't even know what the date is because I I knew I wasn't going to go D1 nor did I like really want to go D1 just because I was like yeah like you're good but like you're like let's just keep it to what you know you can do so I emailed a bunch of D2 and D3 schools in that like list of schools I had um as soon as I could in June because we were still at home um so yeah so that's when that's when I started my recruiting process um and I will say I love my dad to bits and pieces, but I think I let my dad take over my recruiting process a bit more than I should just because he wanted to wrestle in college and then hurt his knee. So he never lived out his experience of college wrestling. So I let like him influence me a little bit more, maybe than I should have just because he wanted to like be such a big part of it. No hate to my dad. Like that is no hate to my dad. But like, that's just like what I've learned is like, to people listening like it's your recruiting process and so like what your parents say on you like yes they're paying for school my parents are probably only be able to pay for like maybe a year and a half of my school so like listen to like what you want to do sorry let me, i'm sorry let me keep going no this, um, is, this is why we have the podcast that was so back to like this is yeah, yeah those are kind yeah. of insights that i think people do genuinely need so no apologies necessary <laughs> so so yeah so i don't even remember like my first like i remember when I started reaching out to schools, um, I just like kind of, I never like let it go. And I just kind of like kept on it just because I was bored and I had nothing to do. And so like, I was checking my email like crazy, which is probably like unnecessary, but it's like all you want to do when you're in the recruiting process is just like check your email constantly waiting for something to pop up. Um, and then I started, we got back, we were able to come back to club soccer that fall. Um, because you know, like in Virginia, soccer is a spring sport, which like, I didn't know that not many people knew that it's a spring sport. So like my school season's in the spring. So like fall for me is very club heavy, a lot of showcases, especially because we were juniors, we were like going to all these showcases and doing all these tournaments. Um, but because all the schools I was emailing were in Pennsylvania, they were on lockdown. So only like one school on my list of like 12 schools were able to actually see me play in person my junior year because they weren't allowed like out of Pennsylvania. So like everything was through like VO and like highlights. That's like all they saw of me. Um, and so, yeah, so I like started narrowing down my list a bit. I started going on visits um, and the school that I was originally supposed to go to this past fall was probably like the worst school that I visited. But because I was like, oh my God, D2, like they're going to offer me money. Like, let me go. Like this is, so, it was like fueling my, my athletic validation so much that I was like, this can prove to everybody like how good of a player I am. And let me tell you, if you do not like the school, it's not going to work. It's not. It was such like a bad spot for me. It was terrible. Um, yeah. Don't, don't like settle for a school either because 
because what kind of caught me here um, my junior year it was like literally October so like I'd only been talking to schools for like three months the coach from this school that I was supposed to go to he told me he already had like five or six players committed and like I was going to be his final spot so he was like if you want to come here like I'm going to offer you like five thousand dollars to come here and it was like a public school so it's only like twenty twenty five thousand dollars he was like I need you to commit now and I was like I just started my process like this is crazy like how do you want me to make up a decision? Which I think like influenced my decision in the end because I'm like, this is like, I have to take it. Like, this is such a good offer, um, which it wasn't. But <laughs> so then like throughout my junior year, I just kind of kept at it. Like there was nothing too much to it, but I, um, we were only going to school two days a week, my junior year until like April, we started like going back four days a week. But so like, Eve, I remember like, even in the days I was in school, I was just like on my computer the whole entire time. like breaking down film or like making highlight videos or checking emails, which is probably so bad for me because I just never took a break from the recruiting process until like I was committed. Um, and I was like so heavy on it. So that was pretty much my recruiting process. Um, and then I got my first offer. Well, I guess like that school was my first offer, but I like started, like I kept at it because I was like, this seems so early to commit. Like, I feel like I'm not like I haven't even explored any of my options and I was having such a good year already. I was like, let me see what like school season will bring me like stats wise, just to like make more film and whatever. Um, so yeah, I got a couple more offers from other schools. My like couple D2, D3 offers my junior year spring. Um, and then I committed to the school that I was supposed to go to in the fall, my July of my going into my senior year, which is still like, crazy early now that I think about it for a D2 school um because I had like a whole year left and to like make that decision when like so much can change in your senior mm -hmm. year which for me like so much changed from my senior year um so yeah so I verbally committed to that school July of yeah. my junior year I, that's pretty much my whole recruiting process yeah. yeah I I want to emphasize the one thing that you said which I think is so important for anyone in a recruiting process if any coach is like I need you to commit by the end of the day today or like gives you an ultimatum not a good sign like probably red flag. don't like, do that red flag, red flag yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah and then you alluded to it about like how things can change and um definitely want to hear about your senior year and getting injured because that's something that my dad always said. He was like, imagine yourself getting injured at the school. If soccer is taken away, do you still love it? And I think that's a really healthy framework. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so tell us about like senior year. Yeah. And, so like, um, obviously year. I was telling my parents like, oh yeah, like I love this school so much. Like, are you kidding me? I didn't. I, I like did not. Like, the only thing I liked about it was like the idea of it. Like being a D2 athlete on scholarship sounded so amazing. But then if you like dive in deeper to like what that entails and like what the school actually is, and it just like was not this spot for me um so yeah so my senior year was going great I was having such a good senior year um until about October I started feeling this like nagging knee pain in my right knee and it felt like growing pains like it wasn't like a sudden moment where like I felt a tear or anything um so I went to my athletic trainer at my high school because I was a student athletic trainer for our football team all four years so I like kind of had to end with her. And so I was like, my knee, like what is going on? And she, it was like swollen, but there was nothing like really apparent like with it that it would have led to like a meniscus tear. Um, so she was like, let me send you to like our team doctor. Um, he like owns his own, he like owns a 
he like works for an orthopedic place in Warrington. And so I went there and they did an MRI and x-ray and it came back that I tore a piece of my meniscus. So like where my knee bends is where that piece was like getting caught, which is like what was causing that pain. So I went in for surgery. So like that kind of like deflated my senior year. It was like kind of like started the downward spiral of it because football season was coming to an end. Um, and so like as a senior, like when things start coming to an end, it's like the most gutting feeling ever. Like you just feel so empty. So football season was coming to an end at the end of October. I was getting um, knee surgery the first week of March. And the weekend that I was getting knee surgery was a, the state championship for like my club team. We play in this like like U.S. soccer league thing and they like make a state championship from every team. And so I my team was playing in a state championship for club that weekend. And I had just gotten knee surgery the day before. So it was like, I wasn't allowed to go to the game football. We had just lost like terribly to like one of like the best teams in Virginia. So football was over. Uh, soccer was over for me for the fall. Like my club team was breaking up because we were seniors and we don't really have a spring season when it comes to club. Um, and so that like kind of started like the whole entire downward spiral of it. And so like, as I said, like, I don't really care about school and I'm not like, I don't, I'm not like a school spirit. Like I hated like homecoming and like spirit week and all that stuff. I just didn't like any of that stuff. So it was like nothing about school seemed enjoyable anymore because I didn't have like soccer to look forward to at the end of the day. Like school soccer season was still four months away and then football just ended. And it was just like, I was going to school. Like it felt so pointless and like being committed and like being accepted into a school like made it even more pointless because like, why do I want to keep going to school? If like, there's nothing, I felt like I had nothing to look forward to. Um, so the beginning of November, I was like, I had started rehab and my rehab lasted about four months. I got clear like right before school season started at like the end of February. Um, and so I just kind of was like on like autopilot, I guess you could say for like those four months, I was just like going through the motions. And that's when I started, like my anxiety started to get like super bad. That's like when I missed that week of school and I was just like, my grades were falling off terribly. And I just like wasn't around the support of a team to like help me through recovery. Like I was just doing rehab with my athletic trainer, but I love her to death. She's like awesome. But like, I would have like loved a team support and like something to look forward to. Um, so yeah, I would say the between like November and February was like the hardest I've ever like felt something mentally because I didn't have like anything to like go to. Like soccer was my getaway and I just like didn't have a getaway. And that was the first like major injury that I, I've been experience as well you've never had like a surgery I've always had like muscle strains but that's like two to three weeks and it's not that super serious so like that was the first big um injury I had and for it to happen my senior year was like gutting so I was like this is like I was worried about like college soccer I was like what is my college coach gonna think like is he gonna take away my scholarship I was worried about school soccer I was like am I gonna be the same player I was like my confidence was just so like at an all-time low it was like the worst time of my life I would say so far so yeah that was pretty bad yeah that sounds like very very challenging especially with like all of these changes that are also happening simultaneously to like a complete change in your body of like not being able to walk for I'm sure like a week or two and then you add in not being able to run or play the sport you love um what was like I don't know what looking back were there any things that you felt like well 
I guess I'm gonna make an assumption. Let me know if I'm wrong. It sounds like it's probably pretty so- like self isolating time. Yeah. Like it's like when you yes. when you're kind of like all these things go away. It, it feels like I know I go very internal and like mm-hmm. I just am kind of like I I felt in the past like I don't want to burden people with this. Like maybe I'm overreacting. Like I minimize and I don't validate what I'm feeling and therefore like don't yeah. go to other people. Was there anything yeah. that you can like pinpoint? in your support system that either people did that made you feel better and maybe pulled you out of it or things that like looking back, knowing what you know now, you wish that someone had done or you had done just for anyone in the audience who's listening who might like feel a similar way that you were feeling. Um, I remember I'm trying to think uh, that was like such a blur to me, to be honest with you. Like obviously my family was there, like my mom and dad, but like they're all like they're my biggest fans are always going to be there for me um but I also like didn't like I feel like your senior year it's very like clicky when it comes to, like friend group because like everything you do like prom homecoming like you always had a friend group with you and like I had a lot of friends I just like didn't have a friend group and so like, there wasn't like one person or like a group of people that I could like turn to for support um my best friend she goes to East Carolina and she's a year older than me so she was away so it's like very hard it was like very hard to like find somebody who could like understand what I was going through because like you know you like try to talk to your parents about things they're not they're not as like good as somebody who's your own age so I definitely say my athletic trainer she she was like my mom at school she was like my mom so she was definitely like the reason that I like kind of wanted to keep going because I was like as I know that as her like her being an athletic trainer like how cool it is to see like one of your athletes return and like see what they want to do like, and how they return to a sport. And so I just, like, knew that I had to keep going. So it was kind of, like, self-motivating, I guess you could say. Like, I like the, like the, I could, like, envision the finish line and just, like, trying to get there was, like, what kept me going. Um, it sucked a lot of days. I won't lie to you. Like, I was probably, like, eating one to two meals a day. I was, like, sleeping if I could. Like, any moment I could, I was sleeping. Like, just trying to not be a part of, like, reality as much as I could just to, like, get to playing soccer again is what – I would say so yeah like I don't I didn't really have like anything that I did but I just knew like I could just like envision that goal of like being back on the field and so like that is what was probably my main drive I would say um when it came to my recovery process yeah I think how you articulated like sleeping a ton as being not wanting to be part of reality mm-hmm. resonated so much with me I think that's a great way to describe it um, I've definitely had phases like that as well. Um, so I I do want to talk about that finish line, right? So you recovered, came back from your knee, and you're preparing to go to school. Like, walk us through that period now where you're about to go to this D2 school. Like, at what point did you start to realize, oh, maybe <laughs> yeah. I wasn't coming up with the idea of this Yeah. not um, so the reality? I, so I actually had a great senior spring season, not like, st- I mean, like, I had a good at like it was good stats wise but like just so much fun just like getting to play with these people that I've always played with um because the same people that I played like four girls that I played with since kindergarten like we played together every single year whether that was school or club all the way up to my senior so like that was so fun just getting to like play again was so much fun and then just getting to play like with my friends for one last time and like we weren't I mean like we were like third in our district out of like eight teams but we I mean we knew we weren't winning a state championship or going very far so just like having going out there and having fun each practice is like was like fun like I just had a great senior year um like soccer wise for my spring season um 
I don't I like can remember one moment when I was like oh this is not the school for me but it didn't come until like June I would say so I just finished recovery I think I got cleared I want to say February 24th and like the following week was tryouts for soccer and my fitness was terrible um I would like we had to run like a time mile and my mile was like not good and I knew it wasn't gonna be good but I was like whatever um but I know my coach couldn't like use that time against me like my trainer told him he's like you can't use that time against her because she's just I was like thank goodness um but yeah so I like started to gain back confidence so like once I got like that first goal I was like okay like this is like this is okay like it's all gonna be okay now um so then we finished up my school season like mid-May and my coach from this D2 school had just sent me my conditioning packet. And I was like, so overwhelmed because I've never like fitness has never been my thing. Like I can play a full 90 minute games, but like time fitness, like freaks me out so much. It like made me so anxious. Plus I had never like lifted before. Like I never like really lifted. Um, so I was like, I have to learn how to do these, all these exercises by myself. I have to like time myself. I just come off of like, like just came back from an injury like three months ago. I just played a full season soccer. And now I'm like, have to do all this it was like so overwhelming like the first couple weeks I had to do it um and the beat test like killed me because I felt I put like so much pressure on myself to like make that level whatever level I had to get to so like that was the hardest part was conditioning and like motivating myself to get up every day to do it and like be like okay you if you're not gonna make these times like you're never gonna make it because that's what he told us he was like if you don't pass your preseason fitness test like you're not gonna be rostered I was like oh my God, like, this is what? This is just like, it was driving me insane. Um, So I, I like my summer going into my freshman year of college was horrible because I just like put, I was just, like, every day was like such like anxiety filling because of like my fitness. And like, I was so worried about like my fitness, like what, what I was eating, it was like crazy. Um, And I remember I went up for new student orientation day and my mom was still in school at the time. So she had like had school but we were going up on a Friday and the school is about four hours from my house it was like right it was like 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh and so we're driving and she's like do you want like can you drive like the like second half of the trip and I was like yeah no problem and I remember we got like 30 minutes away and just like this wave of like panic hit me and I just told her I was like I don't want to go and she was like what do you mean you don't want to go and I was like I don't want to go to school here like I don't think I want to go here at all and like I had no interest in the school like at all but but like I wanted to be a D2 athlete so I was like oh you have to have interest in it like what are you talking about um told her and I just like froze and I she was like what do you mean she said, like, maybe you just have to go and I was like okay like maybe if I just get on campus for like the seventh time I'll like understand like this feeling um I didn't but I went to new student orientation anyways and I went back to the school anyways in the fall um and so, yeah, so that was, like, the biggest moment when I was, like, this is not the school for me. But, like, my parents have always, they, like, I've always, they've always knew I've been an anxious kid. So they're, like, maybe you just have to get there. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was their thinking. I was, like, okay. Um, but it was not fine. I'll tell you that was not fine. So, yeah, that was, like, my summer leading into my freshman year. And that was, like, the big moment. And I was, like, this is not the school for me. Um, so, yeah. So, Okay, so can you like walk us through? I mean, I feel like we we kind of know the ending, but like so that you yeah. got that wave and you're like, holy crap, I can't do this. Like, I want to go home. Like, w- when you got on campus, 
what was like the feeling there and how long were you there until you kind of were like, you know what, this isn't my thing and that's totally okay. (laughs) I'm going to go figure it out and find my thing, but like, this isn't going to be a good place for me. What did that look like? Yeah. So between like the new student orientation, when I finally felt like that feeling that was in June. So I had like two more months of summer to go until I moved on to campus. I moved in August 7th, I think. I was only there for five days, which I know a lot of people are like, she's only there for five days. She didn't give it a chance. But like when I knew, like I knew like that was not the place for me. We are going to take a quick break and we'll get back to Katie in a moment. I'd like to take a second to talk about Morgan's message without whom this podcast would not be possible. Morgan's message, Morgan's message's mission is simple. Amplify stories, resources, and expertise to strengthen student athlete mental health, building a community by and for athletes through peer-to-peer conversations and providing a platform for advocacy. Our vision is to eliminate eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health within the student-athlete community, expand the dialogue and normalize conversations, and to equalize the treatment of physical and mental health in athletics. To help us take a shot at mental health, to find out more, or to get involved, you can head to morgansmessage.org or follow along on Instagram at morgansmessage. And just remember, you are not alone. With that, let's get back to the episode. I moved in that Sunday and my parents didn't even get home before I called them and like sobbing on the phone like I want to come home the kicker to it is though I have a bunch of food allergies and so they didn't like the way that preseason camp works is like the football team is up there the volleyball team is up there so like they had just made this big batch of food for like everybody to eat Sunday night um so I go up there to like get my tacos I'm like oh can I just have like just the taco filling like I can't eat like flour tortillas I'm allergic to gluten like yeah sure and so the lady comes over while I'm eating my food and she's like uh that seasoning had like gluten in it and I was like you've got to be kidding me so like I have a nervous stomach from like being anxious and then I'm eating this food I'm allergic to so I'm like calling my mom like sobbing I'm like mom like I'm I'm like I'm having an allergic reaction right now like I feel so sick I want to come home like I like and being sick away from home is like probably the worst feeling ever and like especially in a new place um so I it was Sunday night and then so Sunday night my coach tells us we had two sessions my preseason was two weeks long so it was two sessions every day like the morning was fitness and the afternoon was like soccer related and so he told us Monday morning's not going to be hard like don't worry about it Monday morning we get out there we're all walking into like the field and it's like these two cones are set apart 22 yards he's got a speaker out and so you can't be running the beep test right now I didn't eat for like 12 hours because I just had allergic reaction. Like I was sick. Basically, I wanted to go home. I was so like anxious. It was so hot outside. So I was like, this is terrible. Like what is going on? Um, and then from there, I just kind of like 
every time that I had to like do something like related to like getting out of my bed, I like didn't want to be there. And so I only did one day preseason. I only did the fitness Monday morning and then the training Monday night. Tuesday, I told him that I had like all these food allergy issues and like I had no food in me. I hadn't eaten in like 36 hours. I was like, I can't, you can't expect me to run for two hours in the heat. Like I haven't eaten. I had brought like gluten-free pretzels and fruit snacks with me. Like that's all I had with me for like from my dorm. And so Tuesday um, started to like feel less anxious because I didn't have to do like the soccer part of it. And then when my parents were like, well, so I called my parents Tuesday and I was like, I think I don't want to play soccer anymore. And so like, that was like crazy for them to hear and for me to hear because like all my life I had played soccer. So from there, I thought that it was like a burnt out from soccer point and not like a separation anxiety, pick the wrong school point. So originally my parents were like, okay, well, cause they were back to school. So they couldn't come up on a random Tuesday to get me. So I actually stayed there until Friday. Um, but I was only on the team for like two days. And so originally I was going to stay there and go to school there and just not play soccer because like I had make, made friends with all my class and like a girl from my club team was playing soccer up there as well. So I was like comfortable enough to like where my stomach, like anxiety thing, gut feeling went away when they told me, okay, you don't have to play soccer anymore. Like it was like an instantaneous thing. It was like the weirdest thing. So I like at that point, I thought it was like a soccer thing. Um, and so Wednesday, I went to tell my coach, like, I don't want to play here anymore. And understandably, I can understand, like, you just got on the rug pulled out from under you. Like, you have a new recruit. You, like, she doesn't want to play here anymore. Like, I can understand. And he, like, just flipped out on me. And, like, I'm in, like, a terrible mental state. I, like, already feel bad enough for what's going on. And, you know, he said some things. So I quit on, like, a Wednesday midday. My parents couldn't get me till Friday. Because I was no longer an athlete, I wasn't allowed to eat in the dining hall and there was nothing around this school within like 10 minutes unless you were driving because it was like right off the highway um, yeah I know red flag number two should have should have just looked at that so I literally lived off of gluten-free pretzels and fruit snacks for like two and a half days until my parents could pick me up on a Friday <laughs> it was terrible Sounds experience terrible. it was horrible yeah well I'm <laughs> so sorry that you had to go through that um <laughs> I think um it's yeah, just crazy me up. I think there are a lot of people who know in their gut that something isn't right and they stay at the school, for instance, for a semester mm-hmm. or a year or four years. Like I have a I have some friends who stayed at their college and they knew on day one that they shouldn't have been there. And yeah. that breaks mm-hmm. my heart. Yeah. So like yeah. in some ways I'm glad that you got out and I'm curious to hear how you're doing now. Like you know, I'm sure that the transition away from that school was hard, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I'm hoping that, you know, now you feel like it was certainly right, the right thing. It seems like you think it is. But yeah, I would love to hear how you're doing now, basically. Yeah. So at that point in August, my parents, like on the drive home, um, my mom was like, okay, me and dad have been talking. I was so terrified for like my dad to pick me up because I didn't know like what he was going to say because he wanted me to like play college soccer so bad and there's like no worse feeling than disappointing your parents and I like felt like such a failure coming back home and I was like oh my god like what if I go out into the grocery store like people are gonna see me like this is embarrassing like I need to be at school right now um so my mom on the way home she was like 
look on your phone right now and like find a therapist like because me and dad were talking and we like think this is like anxiety attached and not like a soccer thing which was true but <laughs> um so I re- I like reached out to a therapist I like had it all set up and I've never been one to be like vulnerable with my emotions like I hate talking about now I'm like fine because I've been through all of this but um like I never like ask anybody I like hate crying I like hate crying in front of people I just like don't like feeling that emotion so like to go in front of somebody and like talk about my feelings for an hour in like a closed room sounds like the worst thing on planet earth to do at that time um but I found a therapist who's one of my like one of my friend's moms is a therapist and so I was like if I can open up and like talk to somebody that I sort of know and like if I say names about people they're gonna know who I'm talking about like that makes me feel better so the therapist I see is one of my friend's moms, which like makes me feel better. Um, so yeah, I started going to therapy every two weeks and I like got a job babysitting and like that was fun. Um, but I think being home in the fall was pretty hard because I was like going to community college um, with people I didn't know. And so like that was really hard. There's like nothing to do here. And so like fi- it was like crazy to like com- like completely transition out of something that like not having a schedule and like not having to go to practice and like not getting to experience soccer or like not getting to experience like I didn't I didn't realize how much like my life was structured around like a schedule and so then to like have all this free time um was hard and then because I was like a football trainer and like they were my family for four years they the school that I went to they had such a good year this past year like they went all the way to the state championship and so like sitting at home like five minutes away from where my high school is and like looking on social media and like seeing everybody doing all this stuff like made me even sadder because I was like that like I just missed like I just missed it so so much and so like that was really hard and like not having anybody home to like hang out with like that was super hard so I think that I like self-isolated way way much and so like my anxiety got a lot worse being in my home um, and like not being forced to go out and do anything because the more like you sit in your home, the more you just want to like sit in your home. Like you don't want like you don't want to get up and do anything. Um, but then like about a month into being home, my dad was like, I don't think like you're done playing soccer. Like I don't think that like I don't think it was the right school for you, but I think that you still like there's somewhere some part of you still wants to play soccer. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. But I was like, How am I like, how is that gonna work? Like I wasn't playing soccer anymore, I wasn't really working out. Um, and so he was like, reach back out to Chatham, which is like the school that I'm committed to now. Um, and he was like, see, because that was my top school. I would say like, if you, if you had me like list out all my schools, that was my top schools, like throughout my whole entire recruiting process, like all the way back to junior year. That was like my top school. My reason for not picking that originally was because of the, oh, I think I'm too good to go D3, which is like not true at all because like all divisions, like even NAI, they work so hard to like be a college athlete is insane, like on any level. So if anybody out there is listening, like you're not too good to go like D3, D2, D1. Like, no, like don't think of that way because any level is good. Like there's nothing wrong with going D3. Um, But like junior high school year me was like, oh my God, like, if you go D3, that's so like embarrassing. And like your athletic validation, like what are people going to think about you? So I originally went with the D2, but like this D3 school, um, Chatham University, which is like right in Pittsburgh, they, it was like perfect for me. And for me to not go there in the first place was crazy. Um, so I reached back out to that coach in like September of my like last year. So, well, like 2022. 
Um, and I was like, what if I came up and like did a spring semester just to like get to know the team, get back into it and then like play in the fall. And so that was like my plan. And so I committed to go there for this spring. I'm supposed to be there this spring. Um, and I didn't go because um, when I was supposed to leave, I like couldn't like even leave. like the thought of leaving my house, like paralyzed me. It's like such a paralyzing fear. Like when my anxiety like hits me like that. Like what I had learned was that when I came home, my separation anxiety had gotten so bad for my family because like I, those are the only people I hung out with when I came home from between like August and December. And so like leaving them was like the hardest thing for me. And to have separation anxiety from like my mom and dad as an 18 year old is like kind of embarrassing. Like, because I was like, why are all these people like able to leave? Now looking back, it's not embarrassing. But like at the moment I was like, this is horrible. Um, So I didn't go for the spring I was supposed to go in the spring and I didn't um but but like the progress I made between January and like where I am now is like insane from like where I would have been August till December of like last fall um so yeah so I when I came back into therapy after like not leaving for school um my therapist well, I like felt embarrassed to be back in therapy and like I was supposed to go to therapy while I was away at school but like to be back there and like have a failed plan almost was like kind of embarrassing. Um, but like things that we've done in therapy, like I literally like, she was like, okay. So like my parents went to therapy and like talked to my therapist and they're like, we have never seen Katie like in such like a like anxious state, like what is wrong? And so my therapist was like, I think that she has like anxiety in general, but then I think that she has like separation anxiety and then stuff like struggles with like social anxiety which is true like I get like socially anxious when it comes to things like that um so like it's like it sounds so silly now but like I literally started to like get to where I am I started by like going into like Starbucks and like ordering my drinks in person versus like going into the drive-thru like I did like these all these little like anxious moments that like caused me anxiety to like build up to going away to school in the fall so eventually like like an overnight visit and like a weekend trip to Pittsburgh by myself which like if you ask January me if I could do that I would be like you're crazy like that's not gonna happen so yeah so I had to do like all these little things to like test my anxiety to like know okay I can go into Chick-fil-a and order my chicken minis and then I can eat in Chick-fil-a and eat my chicken minis it's like all these little things led up to like me being able to go away for the fall so Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. Like, I think that's so beautiful and cool. Like, you got to celebrate the little wins. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I think um. I think sadly it's probably time to like hit you with some closing questions. Um. I think I'll start with our first one, which is if you could go back to a dark moment that you had. Um. So whether that be like the panic that you felt on the drive. Um, to your first school or some other moment like what's one thing that you would tell yourself in that moment if you'd go back um I probably said this is gonna sound so cliche but like it's all gonna be okay and like it's not the end of the road whichever decision you make um I think the hardest part was like being 18 and realizing like I'm still at home and at community college which is fine like it's just like because community college was never my plan it's like feels a little more like unnatural than it would have been if I had like been planning to go to community college so I just say like, it's not the end of your life that you're 18 and still at home and like going to community college, like it's all going to be okay. Um, That's probably what I tell myself. Like, it's all going to work itself out. It's all going to be okay. Love that. Um, And then our last closing question, what are you most grateful for? 
this is hard. Every time I listen to the podcast, I was always thinking, like, what would I be most grateful for? Um, I'd probably just say my family, to be honest with you. They're just, like, my rock, and they've, like, never led me in a wrong way or, like, not been supportive of anything I do. So I would definitely have to say my family. Just love them so much. <laughs> I love that. You, like, light up, too. Yeah, you, like, light up when you yeah. talk about them, too. It warms my heart. Um <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for coming on the mental matchup. And the I I love the honesty and like transparency and just like owning, I feel like who you are and like your authentic self, which I mean, I feel like I'm still sometimes I struggle with like at least in front of different people, right? Like truly being me versus like holding back. So I'm like, oh, what if they don't like think this way? So I <laughs> admire and appreciate every every single thing you had to say um so yeah just a huge thank you for coming on thank you for having me Another huge thank you to Katie for coming on the Mental Matchup and chatting with us. I really, really enjoyed her honesty, her vulnerability, just everything in between and can't wait to see kind of what she does next in this next chapter of her life. Um, If you want to come on the Mental Matchup, share your story, whether it's on our stories, written platform, or over the podcast, you can go to morgansmessage.org, click on key initiatives, the mental matchup, put in a submission. If you want to get in touch with Morgan's Message, get involved, find out more, you can head to morgansmessage.org or follow along on Instagram at morgansmessage. With that, we'll see you next episode.